Hey everyone, this is Matt Wakeling and you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for episode number 143. I hope you're keeping safe and well wherever you are. Now today I'm speaking to Australian pedal designer, manufacturer, Andrew McDonald, aka Moz, from Moztronics. Now for the last few years, Andrew's been making quite a hit with his Moztronic range of pedals designed for bass, guitar, even harmonica preamps, all sorts of really cool stuff going on down there in Melbourne, Victoria, where Andrew lives. Now, uh, who's playing his stuff? Heaps of people are playing his stuff. Um, some, some big names are Bob Spencer from currently with Rose Tattoo, also with The Angels and Skyhooks. Uh, a guest on our show uh, is rocking some Moz stuff, as well as Tim Rogers and Davey Lane from UMI. So great to see these pedals uh, all over the place in Australia. We had a great conversation talking about circuits, putting unique spins on tried and tested kind of sounds to create a, a unique product. Why Andrew is staunchly an analog guy and why he wants to, to keep that going in his, in his practice and development. And uh, some noob questions for me about pedal circuits, which I found really helpful and, and interesting in just understanding some of these crazy little boxes. Now, a couple of quick shout-outs before we start the episode. First up to Ricky Wood of The Australian Guitar Show and 44 Guitars and Ricky Wood Music. Ricky um, introduced me to Moztronics quite some time ago. He started um, talking about this stuff. He was obviously in connection with Andrew and I got to win a, uh, a, a vintage fuzz, a Moztronics vintage fuzz through Ricky, through a giveaway he was doing through his show. So I've always been super grateful for that and uh, I'm digging the pedal. So thanks so much, Ricky. Also I want to say good day to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. Guys, Gabor and Alex, they've done demos on just about every single Moztronics pedal there is on their show. So um, I did a lot of deep diving via the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. So thank you guys. I've got to say the name twice because I actually messed it up during the interview with Andrew. Uh, also, Jay Perino, another friend of the Guitar Speak podcast, has recently been demoing some of the uh, Moztronics pedals on his Facebook page as well. So I'll put links up for all these guys because not only are they doing great stuff uh, in direct relation to Moztronics, but just doing great stuff in the guitar community in Australia in general. So I want to give them a bit of a shout today. All right, enough from me. We're going to go straight into my conversation with Moz. Let's get to it. Andrew Moz McDonald, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you very much, Matt. Happy to be here. Great. Great to have you. Great to have you. Now, Andrew, I, I first got to know your pedals through Ricky Wood from the Australian Guitar Show. I very fortunately received a vintage fuzz from you, the FZ1, which is such a cool pedal, really gnarly, having a lot of fun with that. And um, yeah, so I've been sort of digging into your products and and. Um, there's some great stuff going on. Can we go backwards a little bit? I always like to, yeah, sure. I always like to find out what people's first pedal or first guitar was. So, given the the pedal master you are, what, what do you remember your first guitar pedal? Well, well I'm I'm an old fat bugger, so <laughs> it it was in the early days of Boss, and I'm a bass player primarily, not a guitar player. Okay. So my first ever pedal was one of those green Boss phasers. Oh wow! Wow, the uh, was that the yeah the the 
P H one or whatever, and I used it on occasionally on bass. Nice, very cool, very cool. And what what happened to that pedal? Do you still have it, or I have no idea. It's uh, it's gone somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My first pedal was a Boss DS one, the uh, famous Orange Distortion, a made in Japan as well. So I got that mid yeah. mid eighties. So it would have been a newish one. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. A Boss pedal first up. That's cool. That's cool. And were you were you a tinkerer? Were you always into electronics, or what? What led you from that phase into where you are now, building your own stuff? Well, I've always been. Well, I'm an electrical engineer, so I've done electronics for forever. Yeah. Okay. And that and that's my normal my normal gig. Yeah. About four or five years ago, the band I was in had a. Uh, guitarist who was over from America and he wasn't expecting to play so he only brought a guitar with him he didn't have any of his other gear so I built him a pedal which was the uh, the tube driver and he loved it okay and it sort of sort of went from there I kept building stuff awesome awesome so the tube driver what was the what was the inspiration for that he just wanted a high gain a really high gain pedal okay yeah so I thought oh I'll, I'll see what I can do. I've got a you know, tube lying around, see what I can do with that. So, yeah. Wow. It just sort of came from there. And has that morphed into um, that pedal now in your line? Is it, is it a similar kind of idea, that, that valve-driven pedal? Yeah, the, the original tube driver is still the, the same as the one I have in, in, in my product range, and I've just done – I've just built – version two of it which runs the tube at, at high voltage okay. the original one just ran it at, at 30 volt so low voltage but yeah. nice nice so to- to- totally different sound okay so yep. the, the high voltage one is much more amp like and it goes down and does clean edge of breakup and goes all the way up to you know quite medium low Medium to low high gain, if you get what I mean. By hitting the tube with more volts, are you running? Do you need to run different um, power supply, or is that still being supplied by nine volts? Well, the tube ones I run from fifteen volt AC instead oh, okay. of DC. Okay, yep. it just it just makes the power supply a lot a lot easier. Yeah, sure. To and I can easily run the heater from fifteen volt and generate the. The thirty volt or the high voltage. Okay, cool, very so, cool. Nice. Yeah, and, I, and it, I don't need to put a, a switching power supply in it, which I want to avoid. I just want everything of mine essentially to be totally analog, so I don't do any digital stuff at all. Okay, yep, cool. And we'll, I think we'll dig into that too because you've got some really cool cab cab sims and stuff. I'd love to talk to you uh, in a little while as well. How you're doing that um, analog in an analog way? That sounds cool. So I assume your your guitarist friend from America loved that first tube driver. Yeah, he did, and so you know, he it sort of went from there. I made him a normal solid state distortion, mm-hmm. and that's not a not a tube screamer, but that's the the type of the type of pedal, but totally different. And that's the expand drive, so it gives you expansion and you can adjust the asymmetry and you turn those up which is anti-clockwise on that pedal but and you start hearing 
the sound open up. So instead of a really tight, compressed tube screamer mm-hmm. type sound, you get a really open distortion and at low to medium gain, it's really got Malcolm Young all yeah. over it. Wow, cool, yeah, man. It's really nice for that type of stuff. So what's what's the progression, I guess, from, from making those first couple of pedals, um, finding out, being really, being obviously happy with the results by the sounds of things and then thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to produce these on a, a bigger market. Yeah, well, the, my American friend sort of, I think half jokingly, but um, he's, he said, these, these things are better than any of the stuff I've bought off the shelf in America and then probably said half jokingly, you should sell these. So I went through the numbers and said, well, okay, here's what it costs for me to, for me to make it. You know, if I'm buying parts at the proper, proper pricing, um, here's how long it takes me to make it. That's my cost. I put a, you know, a flowish margin on there, so that's what the shop buys it for, and that's what the retail is. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody gets like a, you know, good margin out of it. Yeah. How does that sit in the market? So it's sort of like the low end of the boutique. So I said, oh, well, I'll give it a go and see what happened. And it sort of, people seem to like the stuff, and it sort of went from there. Fantastic. Excellent. And I see you all over the place now. Um, um, the Gabor's show, can you can you give me the name? Because I always get it wrong. The Super... Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. That's it. <laughs> Which is such a great show with Gabor and, and Alex. I've just recently met Gabor. Yeah. They've covered a lot of your stuff. They do such a good job. Um, I see, uh, obviously, Ricky, as I mentioned at the front, has, has been involved Um the uh, peerless music, you, you know, you're getting some some of the mainstream um, retail as well are, are really getting getting on. Yeah, so they're, so they're in, you know, several several shops around around Australia. Nothing in Sydney yet, hmm. but anyway, we will get there eventually. They're they're in Canberra, so you've got a short a couple of hour drive if you if you want to physically try something and you live in Sydney. But. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd love to see some stuff up here eventually. There's so much cool stuff. Let's. Um, what else can we talk about? The um, the Marshall Drive looks really cool. I, I love the names too. Yeah, obviously, coming up with names for pedals must be half the fun. Yeah, well, I'm not really big on you know really fancy names, so I'm not going to call something a dirt bucket or something like that. <laughs> uh, but the Marshall... plain simple names, plain yeah, yeah. simple names. I'm an engineer. I'm not a marketer. <laughs> You get the idea, though. So that's that's been a cool pedal too. That's uh, you know, sort of like the classic amp in a box with a few twists. How how do you how do you put your own spin on a on a, a circuit that's perhaps been the the bare bones at least has been around for a while? How how do you put your own Moz? Spin yeah, well, on most that? most circuitry is. I mean, there are standard ways of doing stuff. Whether you're using uh, integrated circuits or whether you're, you're using transistors. So every pedal on earth is essentially a variant and there's very common building blocks. So it's sort of how you put them together. Mm-hmm. The original one of the amp in a box type stuff was the Tone Meister. And I did that originally for Tim Rogers, who likes and uses my gear along with Davey Lane from UMI. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so I, I made that originally for Tim. Now, Tim uses a Tone Master amp, which is a beast of an amp. If you can't afford a basement, get, get a 
you know, Tone Master. They're really nice. That's the Fender, isn't it? Yeah, the Fender Tone Master. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was try and get Tim's sound, which is, you know, it's in his hands, it's in his the, the, the Crockenbacker guitars and stuff that he uses. But I wanted to try and get Tim's sound in a, in a little in a little box and you know, so a bit of tinkering around and I, th- I think I got there and Tim loves it so I'm 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 stoked. Yeah, that's cool. How did that connection first come come about with with Tim and Davey? Tim and I have a, a mutual friend, James. So when I was just starting out doing, you know, I had three or four pedals in my range. Um, I asked James whether he could you know, introduce me to Tim, and so you know, just giving some pedals just to try, just to get his opinion. So yeah, it just sort of came from there, and he loved them. It's great. And and what else is he rocking on his board apart from the from that Tone Master? He's he's got a fair few of my pedals. Um, he likes the the Expand Drive and the Fuzz, uh, and he also has got the uh, I do an optical tremolo. Mm-hmm. So he's got one of those, and he runs that at sort of a low speed and a low depth, and it's sort of like a vague chorusy type effect. Oh, okay, that, cool. That, that he uses from that, and he also has my optical compressor and my bass preamp, which he uses for his acoustic guitar, and they both work really well on acoustic guitar. So when he does his solo acoustic shows, he, he uses that. So I put a little board together for, with a couple of pedals. That's, that's awesome. Ricky was mentioning too about that bass uh, preamp being awesome for acoustics. Was that a, just a happy accident? Were you, were Essentially, you, I, yeah. I, I made it for bass and uh, it was tried out on an acoustic guitar and you, you, you push the switch and turn the effect on and off and with the, effect, with the preamp off, you get the thinnish sort of, you know, piezo pickup through a clean amp. But you turn the effect on, and it sort of adds back the wood from the acoustic guitar to the sound. Cool. It's 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 not that thin anymore. Awesome, man. So again, happy happy accident. That's great. That's great. You're gonna have to rebadge them. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hey, what, how about um, how about Davy Lane then? Of course, from UMI, but also his his own projects. Was that then through Tim that you you got to meet him? Essentially through yeah, essentially through Tim. So Davey's got most of my stuff, I think. I've got a couple of pedals sitting here next to me waiting to go to him when, when we're not locked down again. Yeah, yeah, man. Did you – and you ended up building a, a pedal for Davey? Is it like a signature kind of pedal or a – Yeah, well, Davey uses AC30s a lot. Yeah. So after I did the, the Tone Master pedal for, for Tim, I thought I'm going to try and take the same approach and make a, a pedal for Davey. So that's the drive line. 30. So I couldn't call it an AC30, obviously. Sure, yeah. So the, the DL are Davies initials and the 30 is from AC30. So Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like yeah. that, the drive line and the, the Dave Davy Lane, that kind of tied, tied in nicely. That's very cool. Yeah, and there's, there's a couple more in that range because they're all, all, all different in terms of their tone stacks and the way the amps work. So, you know, fenders are quite different in compared to the AC30. And the other two, well, the other three I did was a, an old orange, like the really early 
oranges, the oh, AD120, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the old high watts that Pete Townsend used to use. Yeah. And the last the last one I did was the, the Marshall one. Okay, nice. And if you want a, you know, a, a Mesa Boogie type thing, they're essentially high gain fenders. So take the Tone Master pedal and turn the gain up a bit and you'll get pretty close to a Mesa Boogie. So I haven't done a Mesa Boogie one. Sure, but yeah, that's that's all the the, the main touchstones right there. The the Vox, the Fender, the High Watt. Uh, yeah, know, that covers orange, that covers awesome, most man. of what people would need. Yeah, cool. Now you've I mentioned earlier the cab sim. You've come up with some really interesting ideas for um, for direct guitar or for recording. Can you, can you explain your your cab sim and your DI um, setup? What 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 device is that called? And talk us through the running of it. Okay, there is a – I do a, a cab sim pedal, mm-hmm. so that's the, essentially the same circuit that's in the DI and in my recording valve preamp. Yeah. So that's a, a rack mount unit with two valves running at proper high voltage in the cab sim, so JCM800 type, type thing. Okay. That's great for going straight into an audio interface. Yeah, right. Um, so, again, Davey has one of those in his little home studio. Nice. <laughs> So it's essentially the same cab sim circuit I've used in in everything. Okay. Yep. And and I I built one into the into the DI. So you know, if you're playing live and your your amp dies, plug the DI onto the end of your pedal board, adjust the gain for like a bit above edge of break up and finish the gig. Yeah, know? nice. I can think of two gigs in particular where one of those would have been very handy for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just a great occasions. it's just a great thing for to have in a to, to, to use occasionally yeah and I've, I've i've given enough bottom end in the cab sim so you can use it on bass as well nice nice i guess a lot of gigs these days too are uh, in-ear gigs like amplis ampler stages things like that so cool to yeah. see that stuff in in pedal form and, and the smaller of the di unit how, how do you go about doing that um as an analog circuit because of course there's plenty of digital modeling that does that kind of stuff oh, yeah. what's it's it's basically um, I have a, a gain stage mm-hmm. with some clipping to simulate uh, the power amp breakup, and then it's just f- f- frequency shaping. So from a, a quad box or, or an eight by ten, looking at the frequency response mm-hmm. and nice. sort of modelling that with analog filters. Okay, and it seems seems to sound pretty good, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, because as many guitarists, myself included, that you. The like to keep the path as analog as as possible. I was using some digital gear for a while, and I used some for rehearsals and and for a backup. Um, but one, once I tried to run it with my my tube analog amp, the the latency um, is really obvious. You, you end up with um, just phasing and some weird chorusing, like not in a good way, <laughs> as the yeah. uh, as the latency of between the digital and the analog kicks in so i love i love that idea that, that you're running that yeah well I, i'm too old to learn the digital stuff so i'm <laughs> I, I, i'm not going to do that and I, I like analog i reckon things should be analog i think i you've... like and analog power amps I, i'm not big on those class d tiny little amps okay yeah. but anyway that's, that's just me but anyway <laughs> but nothing is going to sound the same as having the actual amp i reckon yeah, so always sure. go for the actual amp yeah. but if you've got essentially a clean amp and you and you're playing covers or something and you want to sound like, you know, a guitarist with 
a Fender and the next song is a guitarist with a Marshall. You can just have a couple of these pedals and click them on and click them off and you know, you've, you've essentially got the sound of different amps with it without having to cut lug, you know, three or four different amps to yeah, a gig. Perfect. So cool. When I, uh, I opened up the FZ1, uh, my Mozatronics pedal, and I was thrilled to see some um, some lyrics etched on the on the circuit board there. Can you talk me through that? Yeah, that was um, a couple of lines out of a Bob Spencer song. So, so cool. I, yeah, Bob has several of my pedals, um, and he again when I was starting off, I just approached him online i didn't know him and he was he was very generous with his time mm -hmm. so I've, I've met bob at his at his house when he lived in melbourne a couple of times and i got his solo cd and if people haven't heard his solo cd saints and murderers it is awesome i i often have it on when i'm soldering nice. soldering pedals together and it's it's just Really, really good stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I had him on the show. He was one of my first guests, um, yeah, almost four years ago. Um, and he was just wrapping up that album, so it was a lot of fun to talk to him about that. And man, talk about a guy who who crafts great tones. And one thing I love about Bob, which you would know intimately, I guess, having worked with him, is that he doesn't care. He doesn't seem to care what he uses. Um, to get the job done he just wants the job done in a good way so i guess one example one of his favorite um he's got lots of great guitars but one of his favorite he told me was a um uh, it was a chinese made like a les paul jr sort of thing uh wasn't a greco um might have been a he had a lot of he had a lot of tokai yeah okay yeah it was a tokai, tokai that's right yeah just with a single p90 and, uh, and yeah. um yeah, his whole attitude was he just wants stuff that works and sounds great. He he didn't seem to get too precious on on the the, the name or, or where it came from. So no, uh, it's all it's all about the sound. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. I was thrilled. Yeah, I th I think these days Bob has some really nice guitars that are handmade. I think Les at sixty eight guitars. I think has made a couple for okay. Bob, which he yeah. uses now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man, he sounds great. Whatever he plays. I, I think yeah oh yes yeah i wish i could play that well <laughs> oh man <laughs> the, i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. but that's that's cool yeah so working with bob awesome awesome and what's um what's the future hold have you got any more more designs in the back of your mind more new ideas you're you're looking at bringing forward <sighs> I keep saying that I'm going to I'm going to stop, but I keep thinking of things to do. <laughs> um, I've just done a it's a tube screamerish sort of pedal called a bone breaker because I just broke broke my wrist recently, so it's in the process of healing. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to just do a tube screamer because so many people have done those, sure. and the world doesn't need another one. So I put a, a switch on it so you can select between Two Screamer, OD1, um, Governor-style pedal, OCD, and then the clipping out of my AC30. So you sort of got five in one. Okay, cool. To awesome. Totally different tone stack yeah. to a Tube Screamer, so much more versatile. And I've added a, a mid-control so you can get that like muff-type mid-scoop or 
you know, the mid-boost that a, a tube screamer has. Nice. Um, I've just done the, the high-voltage tube overdrive in the, in the little pedal, and a lot of bass people say, oh, that would make a really good bass preamp. So I'm going to have a look and see whether I can do a, a bass version of that so it will go from clean to a little bit of, a little bit of breakup, like a, having a loud amp. Mm-hmm. And then after I've got those done, I'm looking at doing a studio valve mic preamp with four-band EQ and uh, my comp- opt- optical compressor, like in a two-unit rack, so a channel strip type thing. Okay, yeah, cool. Awesome, man. It sounds great. It sounds great. You mentioned clip- oh, That's a lot of work. <laughs> I bet. I bet. You mentioned clipping options with with that with the bone breaker. Can you explain to me? Here's a here's a noob question, which yeah. some some of our listeners might appreciate, or or at least just I will. Can you explain the difference between symmetrical and asymmetrical? Because um, yeah, I've sure. got a I've got a Boss Super Overdrive I use as a boost for some stuff, um, and my understanding is that circuit is very similar to the Tube Screamer, but the clipping's a little different. Have I? Yeah, so all, all of those pedals I mentioned before that you can switch on the on the bone breaker are essentially variants of the tube screamer, and often the only difference is the clipping. Mm-hmm. So normally people use a diode, which has a it passes electricity in one direction, and it has when it's when it's on it has about 0.6 of a volt across it. So Tube Screamer has one of those in the forward direction, one of those in the reverse direction. So you clip both sides of your signal, your positive and negative. The OD1 and other variants like that have two diodes in one direction, and what, or say two diodes in the forward direction, one in the reverse direction. So it clips the positive waveform different to the negative on your guitar. Governor uses LEDs, which have a higher voltage, so it doesn't clip as much of the waveform. It just you, you've got to have more signal to get to get clipping. Uh, OCD uses MOSFET transistors, and I use my AC30 type clipping arrangement in the last position. Cool, 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 cool. So that's so when you say- did that explain it, or did I or, or did I waffle? No, that's good. That's good. So. From a tonal perspective, do do any of those circuits in, um, project a certain tonal prejudice? They, they they all sound different, even though the guts of the circuit is exactly the same. So, the the tube screamer with one forward diode, one reverse diode, sounds very tight, very compressed. So, is that what you call symmetrical? Because it's that's, that's symmetrical, okay. so it's the same forward as it is reverse. Once you start having asymmetrical clipping, you start to get a bit bit more open in the sound. Okay, yep. And once you go to governor or LEDs or something where instead of 0.6 volt, you're clipping at like one and a half volts, you're clipping closer towards the top of the waveform, so you're sort of getting a bit less clipping, if you like. Yeah, that's okay. more That sounds more open again. Okay, so yeah. While, while a governor and a tube screamer are, are almost identical, they sound quite different. Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, and that's why, yeah, those 
maybe a governor sounds a little more amp like perhaps it's, if it's not compressing yeah. as as quickly as the as the the screamer essentially okay yeah, essentially that's what it does yeah wow cool man nice nice man it's such a it's such a world I, my my tiny mind is exploding just considering <laughs> these things but when you explain the that what the waveform happens what happens with the waveform as it's clipped that totally makes sense when I think about my pedal board and how different things uh, respond. Nice, cool. Well, they sound like good plans for the, for the new stuff and and the the current range. It's it's a good range of stuff you, you've got. It's not just a couple of pedals. There's a whole bunch of options people can check out, which which I love. So, mate, congratulations. Yeah, and if, and, and if someone's in Australia, I'm more than happy to to tweak tweak stuff or if they want it to be slightly different i can tell them which part to change if they're happy to do that themselves yeah cool what's um what's the best way for people to to get in touch with you or just to keep um, up with what you're doing facebook messaging instagram messaging or my emails on on my website great great just mostronics with two z dot wordpress.com great excellent all right any of those and there's, yeah, plenty of videos on there as well. Um, again, as we said, uh, Gabor and Alex are smashing them out and, um, and some other people too, so that's really cool. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. been really fun to, to talk to you. I'm totally digging the, the FZ1 and, um, yeah, wish you many more pedal success stories to come. Thank you very much, Matt. All right, there you go. My conversation with Moz, a.k.a. Andrew McDonald from Moztronics Pedals. And uh, not only a fantastic designer of pedals and, and manufacturer and creative creative thinker behind circuits, as, uh, as you heard there, but a really good guy. When, whenever I've talked to Ricky or Gabor, they've had you know, wonderful things to say about Moz as well, which is really, really cool. So as I just, as I just told Andrew, yeah, I totally wish him... Uh, all the best going going ahead. Hey, before I go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a subscriber, uh, if you're a regular listener, if you're new to the show, wherever you've uh, come from, it's it's wonderful having people tune in and, and download and be part of this wonderful guitar community we have, not only here in Australia, but obviously worldwide. And in crazy times like this, I, I hope you're keeping safe and well, and I hope some uh, a bit of guitar talk is providing a bit of fun distraction and uh, inspiration to get out there and, and pick those instruments up. All right, my name is Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks so much, and I'll catch you next time. Bye now.